Hello, and today I would like to give a very warm welcome to Kelly Weeks, who's joining me today to talk about um, Facebook ad strategy. So hello, Kelly. Hi, Sophie. Um, so I know that you're a social media expert and a Facebook ad strategist and that you specialise in the book industry. Um, I wondered if you could just tell me a little bit about how you got into this line of work and what your background is. Sure, yes. Um, well, I spent quite a number of years working in marketing and publishing when I was younger um, at some of the big trade publishers and always loved the marketing side of it. Um, I had a brief stint working for um, magazines and then I did what so many other people did, which was to have children and move out of London. Um, and I wanted to do something that would combine my love of books and marketing them, but with something that I could do with home at home. So I trained with a company called Digital Mums on social media. I'd already used social media quite a lot, but I wanted to learn actually like the science behind it. And from that, I then um, realized that I wanted to learn more about social ads too, because the two work hand in hand with each other in promoting things. So I then trained with a Facebook expert and now I work across, across the two areas. Lovely, thank you. Um, so Kelly and I had a brief chat on Instagram yesterday about what kinds of things to cover in today's interview. And we kind of came to the conclusion that um, we'd go for a bit of a primer in the basics of Facebook ad strategy. Um, because although many of my clients and many of the people listening to this will have dabbled in Facebook ads, um, it may not have been much more than dabbling and it may not have got as far even as, as dabbling. Um, and I know that for myself, I'm the kind of person who has occasionally boosted a post to see what would happen. And that's really it. So um, I would certainly be interested in understanding a bit more of the basics. And I think some of the people listening to this um, too would as well. So um, just to start off with, I have boosted a post, but I've never actually created an ad specifically as an ad. So what's the difference between those two things? Well, I think um, you're probably quite like a lot of people, Sophie. I think uh, boosting a post is almost like the easy, quick way into Facebook advertising. Um, a boosted post is really what, it, what the description says. It's a post that's already on your feed that you've put money behind to go out to a wider audience. Um, it is a little less strategic than when you do a Facebook ad. When you build a Facebook ad, in Ad Manager, you just have a lot more options available to you. So with a booster post, you've only got a limited number of objectives. It's really about just getting that post out to more people. You can't be that sophisticated in what you're asking those people to do in response to the ad. Um, one of the big disadvantages I feel is that a booster post lives on your feed, so it is always visible. So if you want to do a lot of advertising, it's very easy to quickly fill up your feed with ads which is obviously going to be a bit of a turn-off for people who are following you more for your kind of organic content. And you just can't be that um, specific in the people you're targeting. You can do some targeting and what you want them to do. So Ads Manager and building an ad sort of behind the scenes allows you to be a lot more strategic and it also keeps your ads away from your feed. So you can advertise out to people who don't normally follow you. You can create different ads to run at the same time so you can target your creative to who you're speaking to. You can also test multiple executions of an ad, see what's going to resonate with your audience. Um, that said, there is still a place for a boosted post. Um, my recommendation if you're going to boost posts is always boost a post that is doing well already. I think um, a natural instinct would be to boost a post that's not doing very well in order to get it out to more people. But actually, with advertising, 
um, on Facebook, the ads that perform well and the, the posts that perform well are those that get engagement. So what you actually want to do is the opposite and take a post that's doing very well and then boost it out wider so it can do even better. Okay, that's really interesting. I hadn't really thought about um, being able to be more experimental with ads because they're slightly more behind the scenes. Um, and um, you mentioned creating an audience um, just now. Can you talk us through a little bit more how you can go about doing that? Yeah, so um, if you use Facebook Ad Manager, you've got three types of audiences that you can create. And they have um, sort of different level to, levels of proximity to your business. So um, the first type of audience is called an interest-based audience. And that's very much where you are targeting someone completely cold, but you're picking out the things that you think they might be interested in or what their demographics are. So you can literally create who your target persona is, but but in um, the targeting for the audience. So you're looking at demographics, their interests, you can target people on the basis of whether they're a parent and how old their children are, um, job titles, but those people don't really have any connection to your business. So the um, one of the other audiences are custom audiences where if you have your Facebook pixel installed on your website, you can create um, audiences based on those people who visited your website, maybe people who've um, performed certain actions on your website. If you're an e-commerce business, you can be targeted down to who's bought your product before, what people have looked at, or who's put something in a basket. You can also uh, build audiences of people who already like you on Facebook or engage with you on Instagram. Um, so it's much more about who your existing audiences are and being able to reach them. So it's quite good for retargeting if you're already talking to them. And then the third type of audience is called a lookalike audience. Um, and I find these audiences are quite successful in building campaigns. So it's not actually people who you've interacted with on your website or your social feeds, but people who are very, very similar to them. So for example, if you have a good number of people who like your Facebook page, you can create a 1% lookalike audience of those people who like your Facebook page. And they'll be the people that Facebook identify as being most similar to people who already like you. So as you can imagine, when you then advertise out to those people, they're much more likely to respond to your ads than a purely cold audience. Okay, thank you. Um, and um, you also mentioned earlier talking about choosing different objectives and having more options to do that um, under Ad Manager than when you're boosting a post. So what, what kinds of different objectives become available when you're in Ad Manager? Okay, well, when you boost a post, you've only really got two main objectives, one of which is um, for people to send messages to your Facebook page. And the other is engagement. So to encourage people to like or comment or share the posts that you're boosting. When you go into Ad Manager, there's actually 11 different types of objectives. Um, and they sort of vary at complexity. So at the very easy end of the algorithm you've got reach and brand awareness and this is just about getting the ads out to as many people as possible um, and at the high end of the algorithm you've got um, conversion objectives which is much more tailored to people who've got the facebook pixel installed where they want to um, basically make people buy their products so the algorithm can see people who've built bought the product before and then target people very specifically like them and in the middle, which is where I normally spend most of my time, is called consideration. Um, obviously, Facebook knows quite a lot of that, well, knows an awful lot about the people on, on Facebook. And this actually comes into its own when you do advertising, because not only can you um, 
target the type of person that you want, but you can target them based on the action you want them to perform. So for example, if you want to um, drive traffic to Amazon to order the Kindle edition or, or, or a book, you can, um, you can choose the traffic objectives and that, therefore Facebook can pick the people most likely to click on a link and go onto another site. Um, if you want to get your post really moving, you want to build up lots of engagement, you can choose engagement um, objective. Within that area, you can also um, choose page likes. You can run a page like campaign. And it, it's this area that's kind of in the middle of the algorithm that works really well. You, you might think it's a bit like boosting posts. You might think that actually going for brand awareness or reach is better because you want to get your ads out to as many people as possible. But that's not really looking at what people will do once they see the ad. So being able to target people based on exactly what they'll do when they see the ad, I think is, is the most sensible way forward. And then what do you think actually goes into making a good ad? Well, there's all sorts of components really with a great um, Facebook ad. You've got to remember that people are um, quite distracted when they're on Facebook. They're faced with an awful lot of content. Um, I think the statistic for the number of people who click on an ad is that um, the average Facebook user clicks on an ad 11 times in a month and they're seeing an awful lot of advertising and they're not actually on Facebook to be advertised to. They're more there for their family and friend connections and to be distracted. So the first thing you've got to do is really grab their attention. Um, you've got two ways or you've got two areas that you need to do that in. First is the image that you use needs to be really arresting uh scroll stopping that people can't, simply can't go past because it's just so it's so eye-catching um and then the other area is to look at the copy that you're using so is it really speaking to your target audience have you really worked out who your reader is and what they're going to respond to and you need to pull that out in your copy almost call out to people um reviews if you've got fantastic reviews can work really well in copy i would um add a word of warning on that um, that people don't use the five star emojis um, that I've seen people use in ads which feature reviews. Facebook is actually really clamping down on that and ads can get um, sort of disqualified if people use that. So you need to be very, very careful. Um, and the final thing is really using all aspects of the ad. So um, particularly when you built the ad in Ad Manager, you can edit like the headline that falls underneath the ad um, and the description. Um, so you make make sure that all elements of the ad are working for you. And the, and the other thing I would add is to make sure that you've also formatted each ad for the environment that it's in. So Facebook advertising also covers Instagram advertising because Instagram is owned by Facebook. So you can advertise to both um, channels. Obviously with Instagram stories, it's a completely different spec to a lot of the other ad placements. So really make sure you've got copy that works in that space um, or at least you use in our manager they've got templates that you can use in stories to make your to make your creative work there okay that makes sense um, and are there any other things that people could, could be bearing in mind to improve the success of their ads any other factors they need to be thinking about well facebook um, responds well when you are sort of good at facebook so as well as your advertising It'll be looking to see whether the Facebook page that you have for your business or um, your author profile is very active, whether you're posting consistently um, and, and that's like organic posts, whether you've got quite an engaged community. So the better practice you can execute for um, a Facebook page, the stronger your results should be. 
um, you've also got to consider where you're spending where you're sending people to with the ads so if you're sending people to your own website you need to make sure that your site is a really good one that the speed is quick so that people are happy to wait and look wait around long enough for your site to load um, obviously the vast majority of people are on Facebook on their mobile so is your site mobile optimized um, and things like budget come into account as well are you actually spending enough to really get to get out there and to be seen and to compete with people mm, and that leads me into my next question actually what would you say is the kind of minimum viable budget what do people need to be willing to spend to make there be any point in doing it in the first place well i mean you can you can spend anything i work on the basis and have always been taught and advised to that the like your daily minimum really should be about 10 pounds per audience you're trying to reach so if you're running a campaign and you're trying to go out to say an interest-based audience but also a look-alike of your um facebook page i'd be looking at spending 20 pounds a day um that gives you kind of a fighting chance to compete with people if you're operating in an area that's really competitive, you might need to spend more. Um, and also at different times of year, you might want to spend more. I'm, I'm sure you can imagine that at Christmas, all the prices <laughs> go up and you can end up spending, having to spend quite a bit more to get the same results. And actually one thing just to come back to is you were mentioning needing to be, um, needing to have your Facebook page be quite um, engaged. Um, personally, my Facebook page has kind of um, tumbleweed rolling down through it and it's my Facebook group where there is engagement. Um, does Facebook give you any brownie points for the fact your group is engaged or does it have to be that you're posting consistently to your page? I think it, I think it probably will acknowledge the group as well because the group will be linked to your page and to you and to your general account. I think it's, it's really everything that kind of sits within your account. Right. Um, that's that's putting your Facebook groups working really well. I think I would still try and post consistently if you can on your page, mm -hmm. even if it's say twice a week, just yeah. to have something there. Um, but no, your group performing well should should help you too. Okay. Um, and how long do you need to run an ad for for it to do what you need it to do? Is there a minimum amount of time? Um, well, you wouldn't want an ad to run for um, any shorter than three days or four days. I always tell people to, once they've set an ad live, unless there's a really big problem with the ad, like you've noticed a mistake or it's suddenly getting kind of terrible comments on it, um, try not to touch it for the first three days. That allows it to kind of settle into the Facebook rhythm, um, algorithm and for Facebook to understand who it's got to serve it out to. Um, so that's always a bit of a trying time. You've got to sit on your hands and not, and not touch it at all. Um, but then once you've done that, you can really run it for as long as you want. Um, I certainly to give it a good go would give it a couple of weeks. Um, you should, if you're really paying careful attention to your data, be able to get a sense of um, what's performing well for you. What you know, if there's particular days, it might be that some days actually your ads are quite quiet, but then they really pick up at the weekend. So you do want to keep them running to kind of hit hit those times. Okay. And if somebody's already having some success and track record with Facebook ads, is there anything that they need to bear in mind? when they move from promoting other things in their business to promoting a book, is there anything that changes about how they should approach it? Um, I don't think there's any really dramatic kind of changes. I think just to um, bear in mind that your audience might be slightly different than it is for your business. So really um, it's all the best practices really, really think through kind of exactly who your reader is when you're trying to target them. 
um, in your creative. Um, make sure you're really highlighting what it is that's appealing about your book. Um, probably try and be quite personable. Talk about you know you as the author. Use your reviews. Use all the aspects of a book that um, help promote a book. Okay, thank you very much, Kelly. And if people who are hearing this are thinking that they uh, need more help in this area, um, how can people work with you? Do you do done for you services, or do you teach people how to do it? Or yes, I do the. Um, I do the whole range so I can offer anything from a completely done for you service um, and run campaigns on your behalf. Um, I can do kind of mentoring and training and help you get up to speed. Um, and I can also do kind of short, sharp power hours if you just need a bit of top up knowledge. Um, and I can also go and audit your campaigns. So if you've run campaigns in the past and you've, you think they've not quite performed how you would want to, I could go and have a look at those and give you some advice on how to adapt them. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. So I will be linking when this uh, interview goes out to your website and to your Instagram so that people can get hold of you. Um, and um, I think the only thing that remains for me to do is to thank you for sharing so much information today. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Sophie.